0: Welcome to our podcast, Transparently Speaking. I am Diana and I have a son who transitioned at a young age to become his true self.
1: And I am Joy. I have also supported my daughter to transition at an early age. We are here to share our experience and our learning along this journey.
0: We want to provide support and guidance parent to parent. And if you find yourself on a similar journey, we want you to know that you are not alone.
1: So let's dive in, Transparently Speaking. Diana, I know we've done two episodes on school, and yet here we are just a couple of days into the start of the school year for each of our various sets of kids. And I thought it might be good just to check in. I know that the start of the school year is also a little different. Given the pandemic last year, your kids, I think, were, were schooling virtually remotely. And so this is the first time in over a year that they've been back in the classroom. Is that correct? For
0: Clark, it's his first time back in the school. Um, for Dinah, he's at a different school now because he's starting kindergarten. And he um, it's his first year at that school. Yep.
1: Yeah. Okay. And uh, Samantha is just starting middle school. So that's a different school for us too. Um, so yeah, I thought we could just dive in and share kind of how our first few days or even prep for the first few days might have might have been.
0: Right. Yes. As calm and cool as I may sound like I have it all together, I get in these situations and I still feel like I don't have anything together. (laughs) So for Dinah, you know, we had a um, school supply drop off and I went with him first time. I don't know any of the families there. I don't know any of the parents or kids or anything. And we go in and you know, encouraging the kids to introduce themselves. And I see their parents and I'm like, yeah, this is Dinah. And I had this like urge to be like, and he's a boy because I was worried they were going to hear his name and see his long hair and be like telling their kids, oh no, no, no. Dinah's a girl, honey, you know, but then it also seemed weird to be like, this is my child and he's a boy. Like it just. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I didn't say anything except, Oh, this is Dinah. And this is this kid. And I thought about it and, um, spoke to a friend of mine that helps lots of families and helps schools. Um, it's Aiden key at gender diversity. And I asked him, I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, well, next time you're in the situation with parents, just like introduce and be like, that's my son Dinah. So adding it in more naturally there. And so I was like, okay, there happened to be a whole class birthday party. Like everyone was invited. It was outside. And we went and I was like, we are going to this because I'm going to do this. And so it was perfect because a lot of people were meeting each other and they'd be like, who's your child? And I would say, oh, my son is Dinah. And so I could put it in there. My son is Dinah. So every time anyone asked me, I'd be like, my son is Dinah. And it allowed for the majority of parents to hear that, which was good because a couple days later, a parent came up to me and said, I have a really awkward question for you. This was at pickup. The kids hadn't come out yet. And I was like, okay, go ahead. Cause it's okay if I ask you awkward. Yes. Ask me an awkward question. And she's like, well, what are Dinah's pronouns? And I said, oh, his pronouns are he, him, his is that the awkward question? (laughs) She said, well, yeah, isn't that awkward? And I said, not for me, it's not. (laughs) And, um, and I said, I'm really grateful that you asked. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, my child was talking about Diana at home and saying a girl. And I thought I heard you at the party refer to him as he. So I just want to be sure, but you know, my child thinks long hair is girls and Although he's seen me with short hair, so you know, kind of going on about the thoughts and and it really made me think, like, oh my gosh, maybe a lot of these kids, maybe it's not coming up because Dina seems happy to go to school, and I usually would use that as an indicator that maybe he's being misgendered a lot or not feeling seen, as if he doesn't want to go to school. So I sent the book Red in to school. read the crayon story by michael hall it's about a blue crayon with a red wrapper and everyone's trying to get it to make red strawberries and red fire trucks and it keeps making blue and it's not till it's asked to make a blue ocean that it feels like itself and finally feels seen so it's kind of the concept without ever talking about gender of you know we are who we are inside not what our outside wrapper is so i sent it into school saying hey could you read this and see what comes up and you know use it as a discussion what you know, can you think of examples? And, and so they did, but it sounds like not much came up there. They said that Diana said, yeah, that's kind of like I'm gender fluid. Okay. I don't know where he learned that term. And not that I don't know it, but um, I don't think I've ever, I, I must've used it around him because I've never heard him use that term before. <laughs> so I was, you
1: heard from who? The that teacher. He, okay. So the teacher told you that Diana referred to himself as gender fluid. Yes. But I don't really know that he
0: knows what that means. Maybe he does. I don't know. Whatever he is, who he says he is, but yes, that's, and she said, and that was all he really had to say. And the conversation went on and I don't think the kids blinked twice about it. So,
1: <laughs> wow. And so did you have a follow-up conversation at all with Dinah about that?
0: I did not. Um, I mean, I did say like, Hey, I, I heard they read our, cause we sent the book in I said, "Hey, I heard you read the book read today." Yep, and then he starts telling me about another book they also read that day. <laughs> okay, yeah. So no, I haven't had much discussion. It's, I mean, honestly, if if he does know what gender fluid is, and if that is he, what he is, that's fine too. Like I don't, yeah, really mind.
1: Yeah. So. Oh, that's awesome. But my
0: my money is on that he doesn't know what that
1: means. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know.
0: Doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Okay, so you just had that interaction with a parent who I'm hearing and I would feel similarly grateful that they came up and asked for clarification.
0: Absolutely. And then panicked. Like, who else that has this question is not asking me? We like that's why I sent the book and like we've got to get the message out. Like, and I even said to the teacher, like, I was really hoping Diana would come out and say, like, I'm a like, I feel like it almost needs to be stated, but of course I don't want to force that. And that goes into what we talked about before in schools is that like you feel like you got to figure everything out perfectly. Right. And like, how do I make this perfect? So everyone knows, but I, I can't. So, and maybe there's value in it coming out. The teacher did say, you know, it hasn't been a problem when people use the wrong pronouns or refer to um, Dinah as a girl, we just correct both adult and students. And I don't get the impression there's any, issue or backlash or anything i really feel we're in a wonderfully beautiful supportive environment it's the best i can hope for you know i was very grateful for the parent asking me and you know the questioning of where else and i and i keep trying to go to whatever you know covid safe activities which i i think they were conscious of doing like outdoor activities are but there are other parents that i can continually say "Dina, my son "Dina, my son so that that gets in people's understanding but then my mind plays tricks on me of are people not talking to me as much because of this you know like when you go to a social situation I'm very new of course like I'm not the person everyone's coming up to because they're going up to the people you know that they know first and and I will say the community is very welcoming mm. but I don't know my mind plays tricks on me everyone's kind and respectful but are, Or people are going to be uncomfortable around me. Are they going to be uncomfortable
1: saying Mm -hmm. things and ask questions? You named it kind of as your mind playing tricks on you, meaning like your mind reading that somebody or that that situation is actually happening. Right. Exactly. Because I think I'm
0: making things mean more than it is. Right. Because I'm also, (laughs) I'm also the oldest parent. So um, I would argue by a long shot, I'm the oldest parent. So I also wonder, you know, I, I've been told things like, like gender aside, that I'm an intimidating person or, you know, like there's lots of reasons why people may not approach me and I'm making the story in my mind all around. Like, is this going to mean it's going to be hard to make friends for you or for Dinah? Both. Mm. you know, will we be tolerated, but not accepted? That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I don't get the impression that anybody's not accepting. I just feel like there are questions there. And I don't know that we know how to, I know how to answer them, but if they're not going to be asked to me, like, how do we get those questions answered? Right. How do you
1: navigate in a space where you're concerned people are talking behind your back about it and you don't even have that visibility?
0: Right. And not in a malicious way, but in a way of trying to figure things out. And it's like, I've got the answers. Just ask me, just like this one parent,
1: mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious, Diana, you know, at this point, how are you handling the concept of disclosure for Dinah? Yeah.
0: That's the other tough thing. I did talk to the school before it started and said, you know, obviously we're open, you know, people in the school, because Clark went there for a year. So when Clark was there, that was prior to Dinah's transition. And so they, you know, didn't you have a daughter? So there is that aspect of that that we've approached with it at the same time. I don't think we have to tell every single person because if Dinah wants privacy at some point, lots of people that know the better. So it's just kind of this balancing act because the school's also very community. It's private school, very community feel. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, so it's a balancing act.
1: Well, yeah, because I'm I was curious, you know, with a parent coming to ask about which pronouns, does that naturally lead into a conversation about, oh, you know, I noticed Dinah likes long hair or has a more feminine name. Like that's curious, right? Like at what point do you offer more information? Or what if they come up and ask, right? How would you respond?
0: Well, the funny thing is, is that I have a tendency, and I did in that pronoun. Question, and say, well, Dinah's not his birth name.
1: Oh. Which
0: then I think leads to a question of gender vector. Uh-huh. Like, is Dinah assigned male at birth with female tendencies? And I'm refusing to change his pronouns. Oh, I think that story is out interesting. there. Interesting.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, um, and that's fine. That story can be out there. And it's funny, as we're speaking, there is a Facebook group just of the parents of. Dinah's class and like could i put something out there to start and open the conversation and i think that will have to be a family discussion Mm -hmm. to decide how much how and when you know we we always say we don't want to let too many people know but i mean they're all in the class so i don't think those are the wrong people Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Not, not that there's right or wrong but not extending it beyond what would normally occur does that make sense
1: yeah, totally. Well, and I think, I guess maybe the other reason I was curious is Dinah is even younger than Clark was at the time of yes. you know, supporting a transition. And I know to date in our conversations, our listeners may recall that your guidance to parents is to have that conversation with your child kind of about their preferences, about how this is discussed and things like that. And I'm wondering. Is Dinah kind of like too young for that yet? That's why I kind of asked, you know, did you follow up with Dinah after her using the language of gender fluid? His announcement. Sorry. Yes. Thank you. His announcement. (laughs) So I'm curious about this space that you're navigating. It sounds challenging.
0: It's very challenging. You know, it's, it is interesting because I find myself having the conversation less with Dinah than I did with Clark. And I do think age is a situation. Um, And I do think that Clark, I don't want to say he had a fight to be seen, but there was a longer period of time of feeling not seen. So I don't know if that's what it is, but it it doesn't come as naturally for me to think, to talk to Dinah. Some of it, I don't think he, I don't know what it will understand. I don't want to increase his anxiety. I don't know his awareness. And I do think some of that is age. Some of it's who he is and his personality, but I did realize it. And before starting school was like, hey, do you want the kids to know that you're transgender? And he's like, yes. I'm like, okay, are you going to tell them or how you want them to know? I'm not going to tell them. Like, and, and he hasn't, you know, except like that book. There's another book called, It Feels Good to Be Yourself, which we donated to them, which specifically is a, the best book. It is specifically talks about cisgender, transgender, non-binary, simply put in that book. And I did know if they read that book, which I haven't yet, That he would be like, that's me.
1: I'm transgender. So, when you asked him whether he was going to communicate or share or wanted you to, what was his response? I don't think that question
0: was clearly made. I think I was more asking, is he going to tell? I didn't ask him if he wants me to tell. Oh, okay.
1: So, what did he say when you asked if he was going to tell?
0: He said he would. Oh, okay. But, you know, it's not clear like when and how.
1: Yeah, interesting. Well, I just want to acknowledge, you know, that this to me, just in hearing your story feels like a really challenging space to be in mm-hmm. and want to thank you for your vulnerability and sort of sharing this in the moment, right? Because yeah. within these few days, kind of what you've been thinking and feeling and experiencing in terms of getting your child ready to enter a new school and engaging with the parents around this too. Right
0: absolutely and i think the difference is you know with clark he was open also cuz he's in the same school when he first transitioned and i kept i kept having the thought in the back of my head i have to protect his long term privacy i have to protect his long term privacy so i put so many questions on do you want people to know do you want people to know you know you can't not untell it i think it created the privacy he has now to some degree like that message. I don't know. I feel like there's something that messaging that did not work well. And so that's why I'm very careful with Dinah that when I ask him about it, I'm trying to do it in a way that's not giving a message that this is bad to let people know mm-hmm. that, that there would mm-hmm. be a need for privacy in the future. I think that's the problem, but at the same time, trying to be conscious of it for his sake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh, that's all I have to say about that.
1: Oh, that sounds so hard. (laughs) Wow. That sounds so hard. So were things any easier for Clark's first year in the high school, right? In person. Yeah. He
0: was definitely very anxious going in before school started. He has had a lot of fears about him being like he's non-disclosed, meaning people don't know. So it coming out and then facing physical violence. And I was trying to figure out where this was coming from and I think on social media because he's on social media hearing some classmates or reading I guess some classmates making homophobic comments he doesn't give me a lot of detail it takes a lot for me to get that much information out Um, but he just has an impression that people will get physically violent Um, although I've heard about the school that you know there's a strong LGBTQ plus community um, and that there is a great level of acceptance. So I will say now that he's going and he knows he has friends at lunch and things like that, he seems to be much more comfortable in that living with that fear. That was a tough one, you know, cause I can't deny it. I can't be like, Oh, that would never happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, how did that fear manifest? Was that, it sounds like he only chooses to share with you certain information. So how did that come up? Good question. Uh, It came up because he didn't want to go to school. and felt very anxious
0: about it. And little bits of it have come out throughout the past year, even when he was home. Yeah, that might be another episode. (laughs) Sure, sure. How about you and um, Samantha? Because Samantha, this is her first year at
1: um, middle school. Yeah, so I don't have a ton to share. Um, I think I had mentioned previously, but we'll say again, you know, our intent is she's going in undisclosed. Um, There is one teacher in the school that we have a relationship with that knows or is familiar with Samantha as a transgender individual, and that individual happens to support the GSA, kind of LGBTQ+, support group sort of for the school. So Samantha, I you know she has that safe resource. And I mentioned that the principal of the middle school is the principal who was at the elementary school when Samantha was starting kindergarten. I also mentioned that I intend to have a conversation, a reminder, and that hasn't happened amidst, as I'm sure many of our listeners can relate, the first few crazy days of school and trying to make sure that we're all you know surviving and making it through and having what we need to to show up in an appropriate way. So that's still on my list of things to do is to loop back there, but I haven't. And the only other insight I have is I've got some concern about some information I just received from our previous school psychologist who's since left our district, um, but is still connected within the district. And she just gave me a heads up through a text saying that there's some efforts underway that reflect the district is not being overly supportive for the LGBTQ community. Wait, let so, me make sure I understand that. Yeah. The district is not supportive of the
0: LGBTQ plus community or people are putting pressure for the district not to be.
1: It remains to be seen. So, I have some homework to do. The text I'm reading it right now says, Not sure if you heard, but the district is making teachers take down LGBTQ iconography. Mm. We fear the district is moving backwards. And there's another teacher, she says, You know, so and so wants to talk to you and be supportive. You know, please turn to her as a resource to stay informed on what's going on. So that is something, obviously, that I will dig into and try to figure out what, if anything, I can do to rally some support or question, you know, whatever behaviors are are happening.
0: Right. And maybe that's a definitely a future podcast, because there seems to be a movement going all around the country of groups trying to have put pressure on schools to remove, as you said, posters, putting pressure on libraries to remove books, especially out of the youth section. That reflect anything that has to do with LGBTQ plus issues or people. Oh, we'll talk more about this, and you know, I'll do whatever I can to help you. As always, thank you.
1: That's a wrap on this episode of Transparently Speaking. Thanks for joining us today. Join us again on the first and fifteenth of every month for our next podcast.
0: Thank you to Filter for our awesome music. That's P H I L T Y R. Check them out at Apple Music, YouTube Music, Spotify, or anywhere you download music. As a reminder, we welcome your feedback and questions. Email us anytime at transparentlyspeakingpodcast at
1: gmail.com. If you're taking something away from our podcast, we'd appreciate if you'd take a moment to provide us a review. The more listeners and reviews, the more people we can reach and support. Thanks in advance. Cheers from Joy and Diana.